Welcome, folks, to this week's episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition. Um, those were some long chapters, hmm. but with a lot of action, Oof. a lot of really interesting stuff, mm. um, some interesting, very pro-capitalism <laughs> buying and selling of property. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got some interesting stuff that we've looked into today. Yeah, for sure. So the thing that I ended up looking into, which I kind of latched onto in the episode because it felt significant to me, was this whole thing of in Jeremiah 31 of Yahweh making a new covenant with his people. Hmm. And I was like, wait, what? That's the first I've heard of this, that he's kind of making a new covenant, not just the old one that he made with them in coming out of Egypt. Yeah, And I guess the one before that with like Noah and the flood too. That was a covenant as well. So maybe there have already been multiple covenants. But anyway, this was news to me. And so I wanted to look into this. And here's what I found in looking it up. Uh, Christians just jump all over this. Of course. They jump all over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That basically they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. This thing, this whole thing in Jeremiah, that's like actually though, it's Jesus though. It's well, that's that, like that's the though. actual Jesus covenant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, okay. <laughs> apparently, there is a quote that happens uh, in the book of Hebrews, which we haven't gotten to yet, but basically saying that like when someone testifies a new covenant, that it only takes effect upon their death. Oh, and while they're alive, it doesn't have an effect or something well, like that. Who, uh, okay. Oh, okay. I know. Right. I have a lot of questions. And when sure. we get to Hebrews, when we get to that, sure, okay. I'm sure we will have more things to examine and more things to say about that for okay. sure. Fascinating. Um, but that, so that's New Testament though, right? So that's like way in the future, yeah. right? This is the letters from Paul to Hebrews. That was Hebrews was also written by Paul, right? I just assume Paul read everything, uh, but I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Yeah, it was a letter it's, to the Hebrews, right? So that was Paul? Okay. I would, I think yes. so. I yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that that's something about that. And but again, he's writing after Jesus, and so he's going to want to put everything in that frame. Which I think at the time of Jeremiah, in the Jesus context that category that was not yeah. a rule, yes. that was not a saying, that was not a anything. No. no. So once I scroll past the many, 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 many things about Christianity and what they've said about this, and I get to the Judaism section. There's only one reference in the Hebrew Bible that uses the wording new covenant, and it's this one that we found right here. Oh, oh. So, what was interesting though, looking into it, and honestly, to be honest, if I'm being frank with you, I found a little disappointing. Okay. Is that essentially the the Jewish view on this that I was able to find? Is there like, yeah, 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 new covenant. But like what that really means though is just sort of like a reaffirming and strengthening of the old one. That there's still just the one. Oh, they're just like, it's just a contract renewal. Right. Okay. Like when you renew your vows after one of you cheats. It's kind of that kind of a deal. God. Gracious. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I mean, and effectively that's how Yahweh phrased it too. Right? He's like, I mean, I did my part. You didn't. But like, let's do a new covenant here. Okay. So I don't know. However, in looking into this, I did find something interesting. And that's that in Judaism, according to, again, according to the sources I found, and I'm sure there's variation because it's a religion and there's always variation about how people believe. Sure. But essentially, the 
guidelines in Judaism for being saved, as it were. They don't quite use that terminology like Christians do, but in terms of like having eternal reward and whatever from God, uh-huh. uh, you don't have to be a Jew. You don't yeah. have to believe in Judaism. All you have to do is follow the seven laws of Noah. Oh, which are, remind us, please. Okay, so I did look this up, and unfortunately, we might be in some trouble. So <laughs> the seven oh, laws dear. of Noah, we could look into more deeply, but basically, basic things it covers is worshiping idols as if they were a god. Okay. Okay. okay don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Cursing God. Don't do that. Okay. Murder. Don't do that. Don't do that. Fine. Okay. Okay. Adultery and sexual immorality, which different people Uh, define differently, but generally speaking, the definition is accepted Mm. by sort of the larger Jewish faith is pretty restrictive. You know, no one that you're not married to, Uh, no one outside of one person, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Theft. Okay. Okay. And then eating flesh from a living animal. No problem So, there. Emily, you're fine across the board. No problems. Absolutely. But, but like eating a, like flesh from an animal while it's still living, that's right. horrifying, by the way. That is pretty horrifying. Well, I mean, it is a thing that exists in a lot of like East Asian food cultures and stuff like that is, you know, eating certain mollusks and things that are still alive. Huh. Um, They're alive? Let me see. Okay. Some of them, yeah. I haven't had any of them, but that's the thing. Um, there's some that like once they die, they become toxic. So like you have to eat them while they're living. Whoa, gracious. Um, and is. then the last one is a weird one. It's the obligation to establish courts of justice. Hmm? And I guess we've done that, you know, in a sense, just by living in a society a that has courts. So Okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay. So it's not All right. easy. You know, and it, maybe there's some things up for interpretation. But I did think that was interesting, learning about these these laws of Noah yeah. called the Noahide or Noahide laws or the Noachian laws or two different huh. pronunciations of Noah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, that's what I got. Wow. Beautiful. Well, I looked up this really fascinating verse in Jeremiah 31, 22, that we all kind of like stopped for a moment and just had to like have a moment yeah, with this verse, right. which was, right, right. for the Lord created a new thing in the earth, a woman shall encompass a man. Uh-huh. And we were all like, what? And it's interesting, on studylight.org, It says, and I quote, commentators have described this as probably the most difficult verse to understand in the book of Jeremiah. So, okay. All right. So, not just us, (laughs) Uh not just us. And it goes on to say, it is addressed to Israel, described in the preceding verse as a virgin. Cool. Parentheses, which she clearly wasn't. Oh, okay. Emily, I'm now. Gosh, okay. Some commentary. I'm already questioning already here. your source just based on that little injection <laughs> of commentary there. Well, it says, and as a backsliding daughter, and also to Ephraim, God's dear son, upon whom he promises to have mercy. But essentially, yeah, it's again, this whole thing says, like, most people will refer this to Jesus. So say that like... How? 
Why? How? Because of this, they'll say like- Oh, Virgin Mary. Correct. Mm. Yes. Given the background of the new covenant promise, which we know came by virgin birth, it is tempting to think that the new thing is Jesus's birth by Mary. Many of the church fathers held this view, and the virgin birth was certainly new. You know, all of that. Sure. But- this thing doesn't seem to think that that's the case. So, okay. Essentially, it's mostly saying that basically God is going to allow the Israelites back to him. That, like, Israel is the woman, God is this strong boy man, and that Israel is going to have its time, but that they'll be invited back to the fold, back to God. So they shall know me from the least to the greatest. That's interesting. They, they're they the new thing and they're a feature of Israel's return back to God. So. Okay, but what other interpretations are there? Well, it's just like, okay, God's desire and ability to turn faithless Israel, described as a whore, into a virgin again. <laughs> so yeah, and this is interesting a frail female encompassing a girth. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my is right. So okay. We're yeah. I know we definitely saw penis. some. Yeah. Some suggestions of that in the chat that it does yes. this mean. I feel like my take on this is that it's just kind of a generic sense of like the weak person is going to be able to overtake the strong person. Like the idea that a woman could dominate a man, or like, or maybe it is sexual. Like she's literally going to encompass a man, and isn't that wild? Well, it's interesting. It also says that some of us suggested that an adulterous woman is returning to her man, which apparently is a thing. I forgot about this, but it's in Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4, that a husband could slash should not take back an erring wife. But this is like God is proposing that he was willing to take Israel back and therefore that men can take back their wives who have committed adultery. Goodness. Which is fascinating. Gosh. (sighs) So it's all of those things together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like there's a lot more to be mined. Maybe. In this well, as it were. Yeah. I did come across, I don't have access to the full paper, but um, there is like a Mm. scholarly article about the masculinity of Jeremiah, specifically. Uh, Oh. Kind of examining the way that masculinity is talked about in the Hebrew Bible Hmm. and how it's, you know, predominantly men who are all the prophets, but kind of saying that Jeremiah is perhaps a sort of counterexample to that and that he doesn't follow a lot of the typical, like, masculine strength, like, quote, strength traits, which is, like, sexual virility because he wasn't married, didn't have kids. Yeah. Um, He doesn't always succeed in convincing people it's true. Um, that is you know, true. He like comes to God asking for help rather than like, mm. I can do it on my own. Yeah. And kind of talking about how he kind of challenges some of those narratives. Views. Anyway, this is just from the abstract. Uh, it's called The Masculinity of Jeremiah by Susanna Asakainen. Oh, interesting. Um, anyway, so there's clearly like people are writing scholarly papers about this. So if you listeners are one of those people, <laughs> We would love to talk to you because I personally think think this is super interesting. And unfortunately, a lot of the articles like Emily found online are going to be very biased toward a particular kind of status quo. Mm. Um, So that'd be cool to get into. Yeah. Duff. 
Well, speaking of masculinity, I'm going to talk about my intense quest to try to find the penis connection. Oh, please. With this, oh, right. ver- with this verse about <laughs> striking the thigh. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Uh, most surface level responses out there are just like, oh, yeah, you strike your thigh. Like, you know, is grief, sadness. Okay. Grief and sadness. Hmm. Like you do, you know, like you totally do. I mean, it makes me think of like a knee slapper. Yeah, know, which is not so really the... <laughs> Not the same kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. So first, I I was curious about what are all the other translations saying? And a lot of them say either the same thing like thigh or breast, as we read in the main episode as well. Um, Two translations stood out to me just that I liked. The Common English Bible says, After I turned away from you, I regretted it. I realized what I had done. And I've hit myself. Jeez. Jeez. Gracious. Jeez. And then I also like the Wycliffe, which is, For after that thou convertedest me, I did penance. And after that thou showedest to me, I smote mine hip. Oh. Um, so Smoked it. Okay, your hip that time. Hips yeah. got in there as well. Huh. Now, I... I Decided to look into the commentary to see. And the Adam Clark commentary. Now, Adam Clark was a minister in like the, I think like the 1600s or so. Okay. Really dove into this, I smote upon my thigh verse. And actually compared it to lines in Homer in ancient Greek. That there are a few lines about people doing something similar. Like even there's a a line about Achilles seeing something really terrible and smoting his thigh or striking his thigh. Oh, really? And yes. Okay. I just liked, though, at the end of his commentary, he said, I have often seen persons in deep grief act thus. Um, He's like, oh, yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) This makes sense. Yeah, It happens. It makes total sense. Totally. And now finally, of course, on the hermeneutic stack exchange, there was someone who was like, hey, some verses say breast, some say thigh. Why is it so different? What's the deal? Yeah. And that pointed me toward the actual Hebrew word that's used, which is yadek, um, which there is a penis connection. Oh. It's a little bit difficult, though. Okay, I've been waiting it's for it. Because it, yeah, you've wanted it. It Dedeker. does mean thigh, but it also means loin. And also mm. euphemistically is used mm. in those verses where you're actually referring to somebody's junk. Okay. So... Could be. It could be. What so I was I, thinking I about it. I betrayed you, God. With my junk. And I was so upset that I punched myself. Right. Right in the junk. In the junk. And I was thinking about it. And at first I was like, well. Right in the penis. It makes sense that it would be thigh because no one really wants to punch themselves in the genitals. Sure. Out of grief. That seems a little bit weird. But then on the other hand, I'm like, but there's like sackcloth. You know, wearing sackcloth and cutting yourself open and covering yourself in ashes. It's all about inflicting this discomfort and misery and pain. Like, why wouldn't it be just a straight-up punch to the tick? So, (laughs) someday we will find it. The penis connection. The penis connection. There you go. Yes. Good. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) What a book this is. What adventures we go on every single week. Certainly adventures on the internet, let me tell you. Yes, quite. Mm -hmm. It's been a fun time. It's very interesting because I feel like we have just like new holes in which to mine every single time <laughs> we get into this book. And boy, we will. Indeed. Yeah. Boy, boy will we. we will. We're excited to continue mining with you all. We will see you next week on Drunk Bible Study. Thanks. <laughs>